I'm Kevin, and welcome to my podcast, Finding My Freedom, where we talk about all things that we have passion for. What gets us motivated to get up in the morning? What do we love to do on our free time? And how can we balance what we love to do with what we have to do in life? My next guest was able to turn her passion for art into a career through graphic design. She uses her creativity for website design, branding, social media, and SEO. And that's actually how we met. I met her through uh, Sunny Leilani. She was doing some of her um, social media stuff and I had sent her a text stating that whenever she had some free time and had a chance to talk to any new clients to give me a call. So a couple weeks later, she reached out to me and how do they say it? The rest is history. <laughs> now, how it came about for her to come on the podcast was um, we were having a meeting and chatting about some stuff and I kind of like brought up like, this might sound kind of weird sort of thing and and she had mentioned that no not at all that like whenever I talked about certain things with the esoteric and the spirituality stuff that she really connected with it and I would like to have more people on here sharing their story about how they handle their spirituality whether it's new age stuff or Christianity or whatever I don't care I just think it find it fascinating so that evening I was thinking about the show and I thought, man, you know, maybe it'd be really cool to have her come on. And uh, so I thought, oh, I'll just ask her. And so, yeah, she agreed to come on and, and tell her story. And so I'd like to introduce you, Melissa Solis. She is the founder and owner of Heaven 33 Creative. And well, I hope you guys enjoy it. <laughs> Thanks. Hey Mel, welcome to the podcast and thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here and have this conversation with you. So I noticed you work with a lot of different artists. Do you find that it taps into your creativity a little more working with these types of people? And how do you use your creativity when it comes to that? Yes, after many, many years of just doing all different kinds of projects related to art, from painting to graphic design, um, and to even like sculpture making uh, I, I found my my place I found my niche um, it and it all really came together in the last two years and I found that I prefer to work with I don't like to say like I prefer to work with creative because I believe we're all creative so but I like to work with so I'm still trying to like figure out how to word that but <clears throat> Um, I, I like to work with like artsy type businesses, uh, musicians, uh, photographers, um, even yoga teachers I've worked with. So just people that like, I think really appreciate and like are wholly in that like creative realm for their, for their career. Um, and there's just, I have so much going on in my head right now and I'm trying to like figure out how to put it into work. Oh, yeah, I completely understand. Um, so let's just start from the beginning. Do you want to talk about how you got your start in this? And uh, when did you realize that this was going to be the career for you? So I actually went to college for design. I well, I started going to college for to be a social worker, and I eventually wanted to be a psychologist. And once I started taking like intro courses to social work, I just realized that I didn't want to have that as a career. I thought if I want to help people, I can help people. I, I just, there were things that I learned about it that I just knew I had too big of a heart to work with people that 
it, it just I just knew it would be too hard on me and that I would have to like really change myself to fit into that as a career. So then my second year in college, I decided to change my major and I was thinking like what what else do I like? What do I like to do? And art came to mind. I'd always loved art. I was um my projects throughout middle school and high school like always won blue ribbons and like I always made it into shows that I like wasn't even like purposely trying to get into and like I loved my dad would always bring us to art museums and um so I had decided like okay I I like art now like you know what I'm this like 18 year old trying to like figure out the rest of my life right and (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) so um I did some exploring and I thought about art history and then I remember thinking you know not really knowing at the time like the capacity of what that could be but just like oh I don't want to give tours at museums for the rest of my life so then I like shut that down and then was like okay um what what kind of art thing could I do where I'm not a a starving artist and I did some research and that's when I learned what graphic design was like I had no clue until literally that moment of of their time of research what graphic design was and as soon as I started kind of digging into it, I just knew, like, I just knew that was for me. And I th- thought back to like, oh, when I was really young, like 10, I would make little mini magazines. I would like make this little booklet that was maybe like three by four inches and cut out articles and pictures from other magazines and make my own little mini magazine. So that's like, I just, somehow I was just like, guided into this magical place of just knowing like that was my thing and and here I am almost 15 years later still doing it so I got uh, my degree is a bachelor's of fine arts with a graphic design concentration in my business now is I graduated college in 2008 during the recession Uh, so I could not get a job anywhere um I also felt like my school didn't really like guide us or like help us. It was just like, you're graduated, now be free. <laughs> right. It just so let you I, loose without a plan. Yeah. It's like, I, I didn't even know what to do or where to go or how to apply for jobs. Cause I mean, at that time it was like, I don't even think like LinkedIn existed. I mean, Facebook had only been around for four years. Cause I remember my, my first year of college was the first year of Facebook. So the world was, the internet world was so different then. And um, yeah, the iPhone just came out at that point too, didn't it? It wasn't near as popular. I mean, there's still flip phones yeah. and brick phones and all kinds of stuff, wasn't there? Yep. I think it was my my junior or senior year of college was the first iPhone. And like that year we were we were learning what apps were. I mean I, I it was a class that I had was like we were we had to like create an app and that was like their like <laughs> first year of existence. I know that's crazy because that was only what 14 years ago or something yeah so yeah so I uh, well I'll go back a little bit so I graduated college December of 2008 and which was like the week of Christmas and on Christmas Eve we had found out that my grandpa my dad's dad had been diagnosed with lung cancer and they were my grandparents went to Florida every Christmas so um, we we all as a family, like the doctor called my grandpa on Christmas Eve and told him he had lung cancer. So um, we, my dad instantly, like the next week, he was like, we're, we're going, I'm going down to Florida to check on my dad and just like figure out what's going on and all this stuff. And at the time, my dad's health, he was having some health issues. So my mom didn't want him to go alone. And um, I was like, well, I just graduated. I, well, I I said, I I don't have a job, but I was serving tables at the time, but you know, so it was an easy job. I could take a few days off. Like, well, I just graduated. I I don't really have a plan. I I don't have a job. So, you know, I'll I'll go with you. And so my dad and I flew down the first week of January, which was my dad and my grandpa's birthday that week at the same time. And, um, so it was this week, actually. 
I could just see like the overwhelm in my grandma's eyes as the four of us were sitting in their living room and they're talking about like everything he needs to go through, like the chemo, the radiation, doctor appointments every single day. And I just like, I remember it like it was yesterday. I just like volunteered myself. I said like, do you want me to help? Do you want me to move down here and, and help you? And and they like didn't even hesitate and said yes. So my dad and I, after that week, we flew back home. I told my roommates, luckily I didn't, I didn't like have a lease. I lived with friends that owned a house and and I moved out like the ne- at the end of the month. And my dad and I drove down to Florida and I lived down there with grandparents for four months. So that was like right out of college. And then um, in April, we had found out actually all the chemo and radiation uh, had had shrinked the tumor, the tumors in his lungs and, and he was in remission. And so they wanted to move back to Minnesota like normal for the summer and to be with family and and recover and things like that because it's like the chemo and radiation nearly killed him he was a 78 at the time and um they moved back here and and actually within a month uh he was back in the hospital and while the tumors in his lungs were were gone it had moved up to his brain which actually it's like the weirdest thing because when my dad and I flew down there for that first week, we when we got off of the airplane, walking into the terminal, the first thing I see is this poster on the wall that said, I don't remember the exact number, but I think it was it was a high number. It was like 70 or 70, 80% of lung cancer travels to the brain. And that was like the first thing I saw when I got off the plane in Florida, which was like, it was almost like that was like foreshadowing like the next six months of my life. So yeah, um, June or May of 2009, it only been back home for a few weeks and, and um, had found a tumor in his brain and he actually only lived for about another month and then passed away. And that there's like another like, <laughs> the day he passed away, it's like I feel like that's when like really like spiritual things started happening for me was because um our whole family uh, there's about like my 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 dad and my aunt she has two kids and then there's four kids in my family so like all of us were about 10 or 12 of us were at my grandparents house um we was like gonna probably gonna be the last few days of my grandpa's life and this was the day that like the only day that our entire family was able to be there. Like we were all there every day, but it was only like, you know, one or three of us or whatever. And this was the only day we were, everybody in our family was able to make it for a family dinner at my grandparents' house. And my older sister was the last one to arrive. And about a half hour after she got there, my my grandpa passed away. So it was like, he was waiting for like all of us to be there. It was the craziest thing. Wow. So, while you were there taking care of your grandfather, was there a time where you were kind of getting your thoughts together, trying to figure out what the next move was for you, career-wise, or...? Yeah, but I wasn't really... Like, I was just focused on my grandpa, so I was just like, okay, I'm gonna go through this thing and help him out, and like... And I just was thinking, like, when he gets better or after this, whatever that looks like, then I'll look for a job. And I was actually, like, wanting to stay in Florida. Um, So when they moved back in April, I was planning on staying down there. But they had asked me to drive their car back up to Minnesota, and I couldn't say no. (laughs) So, you know, I wasn't going to hang in. So I... um, drove their car back up and I thought, well, I'll just, you know, go back to the bar I was working at and work for a few months and save up enough money and just move back down to Florida and live in their condo. But I never made it back. I just didn't end up saving the money and I met a boy and stayed in Minnesota. (laughs) So, so when I, um, kind of moved back and like, I was like working where I went to school is an hour away from my parents' house. So I was living with my parents and driving um, up to St. Cloud every every Thursday. And I would stay with, live with a friend 
from Thursday through Sunday and work. And then I would drive back down to the cities. And after like doing that for the summer, I was like, what am I doing? And so I think like in August, I started looking for um, graphic design jobs. And I just, after a month of looking, I was just like, okay, I, I just need to get a job and a better paying job. So I just started looking for any job I could get. And I um, ended up getting a receptionist job at a car dealership. Well, that was um, for the service side of things. And I loved it so much, I ended up staying there for eight years. Uh, in between there, I lived in Montana for one year. And while I had this like eight to five job, I, I always did design five to nine. Like actually, uh, right after I moved back home from Florida, I started getting friends asking me if I could like design like a logo or a bridal shower invitation. And, and that's how it all started. So when was the moment where the light bulb went off about working with other artists and different things like that? Yeah, I think that really started happening more strongly like three years ago. Oh, okay. Because um, actually for, for about 10 years, I designed mostly wedding and event invitations. And so I, I just became really well known for that. I was constantly getting people coming to me asking to design their invites and um, I would do branding and logo design. Somebody asked me, which was like about every few months probably, but I had learned early on, like I either need to make it two businesses or, but like I can't market both. It's just too hard. It's like you're spreading yourself too thin. So, um, but about three years ago, uh, actually is when my dad passed away and I feel like I was just like transported into another dimension and it was like I just things started falling into place and I just started like getting guided into just knowing like I need to make a change and and um, my values had changed. I am really into living a, a low waste lifestyle and so for actually like a couple of years, it was really hard for me to design invitations. Like I loved the design part and I love, I was really known for like being extra creative. Like I did like screen printed invitations and like funky shapes or like really like whimsical designs. Um, but it started to get really hard for me because I just like all that paper waste, you know, like invitations, it's like most people don't save them. They read it and they throw it away. And so I had trans transferred into actually like advertising to my clients um, paper that had seeds in it so you can rip the paper up and plant it and it will grow poppy seeds or wildflowers oh cool and I started transitioning into that because it like helped help me like feel a little better like I was you know not being like so wasteful um, but then just continue to transition into like what can I do that's that doesn't create so much waste. So, and I felt like email inv emailed invitations weren't really like coming into play. So, <laughs> so that's when I, I decided like, you know, I do really love doing branding. I love helping businesses slash people or, you know, the business owners. Um, I love creating artwork that represents who they are. And that's when I, I, I um, had made a huge change in my life. Uh, my dad passed away unexpectedly and that I had been, um, so actually about five years ago, I decided that I was working at the car dealership or the service department. I had, um, I, I really loved working there, but I knew I didn't want to do that for the rest of my life. I, I really wanted to, to grow and have my own design business. And um, so I decided to make a change. I, I quit that job and I started serving because I, I knew that if I flip-flopped those hours, like if I was able to work on design work like nine to five and then have a night job that I would get more done and also like look more professional when I'm like contacting people during the daytime instead of like night. So I um, switched, I started serving and then bartending and I did that um, for three years. And um, then my dad passed away and I, that's when I was just like, what am I doing with my life? Like my dad passed away unexpectedly. That could happen to any one of us. And I, while I did love serving and bartending, like I still 
wanted to do design work. Like I wanted that to be my main thing. So I quit my bartending job. At that time I felt like, well, I, I, I kind of have enough clients and like, I have like people like coming to me on a regular basis. So I'm just gonna like make the leap. And so uh, three months after my dad passed away, I quit my serving job. I actually went down to Florida for a month and that was like my reset of like, okay, I'm gonna like stay in some Airbnbs and just focus on like revisiting the back end of my business and like, you know, what am I doing? Where am I at? And um, went down to Florida for a month and, and that was the first time I'd been back since I lived with my grandparents. And so it was just like this, like rejuvenating experience. And it's crazy because once I was down there, I just started seeing all these signs of like that I was in the right place. And that's when seeing signs like really just like blew up for me and started guiding me life. And that was that was January 2020. And so that's also a crazy thing is I, I quit my job and went down to Florida literally three weeks before the pandemic like hit the US. So it was like weird timing, but like divine timing. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. I did the same thing when I moved to Arizona in 2020. Uh -huh. I just started going to open mics and everything and the COVID hit. Yeah. But I had done just enough to get my name out there enough that when they were deciding what they wanted to do in between with the COVID and stuff, people didn't want to play the gig so I was doing a lot of subbing yeah and I would just get my number out to enough people to where I was able to play gigs yeah it's so crazy like I I went down I was actually in Florida so I spent four weeks in Florida by myself and and just working on myself and taking some online courses and things I came back home for a week and then I flew down with my, at the time, fiance, or no, he wasn't my fiance yet, he was my boyfriend. <laughs> uh, we flew down to Florida after I'd only been home for a week for like a family vacation and we were actually in Florida. Like I remember watching the news when everything started releasing. And so I was like, great, I just quit my job and just went out on my own to find pieces for businesses and who's going to want to hire me when everybody's losing their job. So I was in this part, like panic mode of like, what the F am I going to do? <laughs> but I just like kept chugging along and it was like, well, all I can do is what, what I have and what's in front of me. And I just, I just kept doing my thing and talking to people and connecting with people. And somehow I made it through. Yeah. So We've been working together now for a couple of weeks and you've been helping me with my social media and it's been a huge, huge help. Like you don't even know how much help it's been. It's funny too, cause like, I like to watch this guy, Jordan Peterson. And after we had been working together for a little while, I was watching one of his videos and he was talking about how a creative person really benefits especially developing a product from working with somebody who's a little more analytical. And so after, you know, I thought, wow, that's really cool. Like I'm getting help with my social media, you know, which I feel like is much more, much more out of my league and like let somebody else handle it. So it's kind of like refreshed, reassuring, like, oh, hey, cool. This is great. And it'd be a perfect team, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah, that, that, that came about in in a, a cool way but i'll elaborate on what you just said a little bit of like hi hiring help basically like that's one big thing that has transformed my business within the last couple of years is i i love learning new things and i love doing it all but i was just struggling so much of like it was like i i didn't have enough time to work on all the business at like have you know having all the hats and I finally like realized like okay if I want to grow I need help so that's when I I hired a virtual assistant and I had a, a friend actually locally also helping me and and that having that help really transformed things so 
yeah, I am a huge fan of, of what you just said. Yeah, I remember I was talking a little bit about my experience I had back three years ago. Um, where it was profound, where I feel like I started walking a more spiritual path. And the funny thing was, was that you said that you felt like you were you went through the same thing around the same time. Do you want to talk a little bit about that and how has it changed your life? Yes, it started really strongly when my dad passed away. So it was September 2019. Uh, he, my, he'd been sick for about a year and trying to figure out what was going on with him. And it was, it was a mystery and, um, ended up in the hospital for migraines and he ended up passing, passing away a few days later. Um, so it was very unexpected for us. And immediately, like within two weeks after he passed away, I started having things happen that are like, it's not a coincidence. It's just not like first story or happening was uh it was about two weeks after he passed away and i also like losing a parent is like losing a limb like that is something i've lost you know grandparents which was really hard and i've lost friends but losing a parent is like otherworldly um it's like really something that people can't relate to until like it happens to them, I feel like. And the crazy thing is within the first year of my dad passing away, I actually had made some new friends through like business connections or other friends that had also lost their dad. So like having that community for me of people that just got it. Cause like even my, you know, partner, now husband, uh, he, he just didn't get it. He didn't know how to support me, um, you know, which I get and and that's okay. So it was like, I was like, kind of like the universe like pushed me towards these people. And like, that was a huge, huge help in, in making it through that. Um, so about two weeks after he passed away, I was um, driving down the road and just thinking it, it was dark out. Um, and so many years ago, like 10 plus years ago, I received a rosary from a really close family friend. And I've, I have a lot of experience with like going to church and things like that growing up, but I've never really like gravitated toward that or I never really like felt comfortable with it. And um, about eight years ago, so it was right before my now husband and I met, a friend had recommended to me a book called Intro to Buddhism, and I started reading that book, and that book, like like what you said, it was kind of like the beginning to the rest of my life. And it, it was just like, where has this been my whole life? I remember that was the feeling that I had. Because everything I read was just like, oh my god, I already do this. I feel this. Yes, I just, I just really resonated with that. But... Um, Many years ago, a close family friend um, had had given my older sister and I a rosary. It's my sister's godmother. Um, she's very, um, she's Catholic, but she's also like into meditating and and Tai Chi and kind of like the, a lot of Eastern medication type things as well. And there's something about this rosary that like ever since she gave it to me, I. I put it up on my dash in my car and it has I've had three cars since then and every single car it's been sitting in my dash so this thing has been living with me for like I don't know 10 or 15 years and so I'm you this is part of the story that I'm getting into so the rosary like I've gotten to learn its personality right like if I make like a hard fast turn this thing will fly off the dash <laughs> And so I know how it operates. And and um, so this night, now back to this night, a couple weeks after my dad passed away, I was driving down the road and was just thinking, like, I wonder if my dad can hear my thoughts, because I really strongly believed he he turned into, a, you know, a spirit in the other in another dimension. Um, so I was just thinking some random thoughts and like, I wonder if my dad can hear my thoughts. And in that moment, I had um, turned onto an exit to go onto a highway, which 
was not a hard, fast turn. I was not driving crazy, whatever. And like the rosary flew off the dash and it was like the weirdest thing. And I remember thinking like, that was crazy. And I like kind of looked around, I didn't see it. So I thought, oh, it's like probably on the floor. So I'll just get it when I get home. And so I pull into my garage and like all the lights turn on and I look and the rosary was sitting on the seat, the passenger seat. And I just instantly thought like that was my dad telling me yes. And I, so I just like had this moment and I was like, oh, you know, that's really cool. And um, and then I, I got home and my um, partner so at this time he was my boyfriend I don't know what to call him because now he's my husband <laughs> but um <laughs> it still feels weird we're only uh four five months into being married so calling him my husband still feels strange we've been together for eight years so <laughs> um but so we you know both get home around the same time and this thing, you know, with the rosary had happened and I was just like, oh gosh, I, like I want to tell him because it's kind of a cool thing, but I had learned like, you know, he, uh, he doesn't really believe in that stuff quite yet and he's still kind of struggling with like figuring out how to support me with my dad's death. So I was like, you know, I'm just going to like keep it to myself. So then we get, we all like both get settled and we start watching um, American Horror Story. And every season is, if you haven't seen it, every season is like slightly different with, but like the same characters or like the same actors, but like different characters. And this season that we were watching was about witches and every episode they introduce a new witch or like for the first few episodes, they introduce a new witch and what her powers are. And so we start watching and like literally in like the first, I don't know, a couple minutes of this episode, the witch they introduce, her superpower is that she can hear people's thoughts. And so I just, I actually like paused the TV and I looked at Brent and I was like, okay, like this is crazy. Cause inside I was like, what the heck is going on? Like, this is really crazy. Cause that's like literally, what I, you know, what kind of like what I was just going through. And so I turned to him and I was like, okay, this is crazy. I have to tell you like what just happened. And I said, and now they introduced this witch that can hear people's thoughts. Like I said, out of the bajillion different things we could have been watching or the bajillion different things this could have been about, like this is the one thing that happened. Like that is not a coincidence. So I just felt like that was like the universe or my dad like reassuring me like, Yes. You know, he he can hear he can hear my thoughts. And so I say all that to Brent and he looks at me. It was the weirdest thing cuz it was like it wasn't even him talking and when we talk about it now he still says like yeah that was really weird. He looks at me and then he looks at the TV and he looked at the number of where the show was paused at. I can't remember the number now but let's just say it was like 11 minutes and 13 seconds. So he like listened to what I had to say and then he looked at the TV and he looked back at me and he said, okay, well, what does 1113 mean? And I was like, okay, now you're mocking me. And he said, no, like, I don't know, something just came over me and it just like, I just like wanted to ask that. And like, he does not say stuff like that. And so I was like, okay, well, let's Google it. And so we Googled, <laughs> what does that, those numbers mean? And it was actually, the like first few things that came up is actually that it's a Bible verse and it is it was something that um, I don't remember exact now, but it was like um, like I like uh, I know you can always hear me or something like that. Like, isn't that wild? So we were both just like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> Well, you were getting your question answered one way or another, weren't you? <laughs> Three times, yeah. Three times. So that was really like the biggest thing that was like, whoa. Um, and then things, things in like crazy science just kept happening like that. Like a few months later is when I spent that month in Florida and I... I was nervous. I mean, I I had quit my job and decided to take the plunge and do my business full time and like rely on myself to make an income. And 
Um, so I was nervous, um, you know, and excited. And I just kept getting signs the whole time I was in Florida of like, I would like pull up Instagram, for example, and there's an account that I follow that shares like messages of like, you know, you're in the right place kind of thing. And I just like, I would open up Instagram and I would like, that would be the first thing I would see. Or I would look at a sign on a building and it would like be some sort of message of like, you're in the right place. Like you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. And it was like every day. And I remember texting Brent and being like, oh my God, or calling him and like, oh my God, you won't believe what sign I saw today. It was like, it was crazy even thinking about it now like but now I just get it because now it's like ever since then so the last three years already wow um I just get signs all the time and and crazy things happening and so that I could tell another story about I can tell the heart rock story yes tell us the story (laughs) another another great sign from the universe it's awesome (laughs) okay so um, right after my dad passed away, um, my now husband and I got really into hiking. I lived in Montana and I had hiked, but like, I didn't get into like really serious, like eight hour long hikes until, until right after my dad passed away. And so during hiking, these hiking trips is when, um, the symbol for my dad like was created it's like heart shapes but mostly heart-shaped rocks and I don't remember like the moment that started but it just like came into play where like I'll be thinking about my dad or like wishing he was here or like wishing I could just have his advice like for whatever is happening in that moment and I'll like look just like look down at the ground and I'll see like a very clear heart-shaped rock or like the other day the whole entire ground was wet and there was this heart-shaped dry spot in the pavement I mean these are things that like I I believe that they're they're not a coincidence um I think that's like how he reaches out to me and so um, I, I've gotten many messages. It's funny because, like, I, I don't, like, think about it, honestly. Like, I'm not like, oh, like, I hope I see a heart rock today, you know? I, it's, it's just when it happens, I'm like, oh, yes, like, thanks, Dad. Thanks for your message, you know? And so in August of 2022, my, we, I got married and we had a very private ceremony with just our parents, photographer, and a couple of friends in Montana where I used to, where I lived 10 years ago. And, uh, I, I'd been like praying for a long time. Like, please just like, let there be a sign that my dad is there because like, that was a really, really hard thing is not having my dad there. Cause that's like, you know, one thing I had just like, been like waiting for my whole life is like, Ooh, I can't wait to, you know, see, have my parents see me get married and, and all this, all, all these things, you know, fla- like finally find a good guy. Luckily, Brent had, had met my dad. We'd been da- dating for four years already. So, so he got to know my dad, which is great. But so I'd been praying like, you know, please just show me some kind of a sign that he's, he's going to be there at the wedding. And so we spent two weeks in Montana and, um, our first or second day there, we drove to the courthouse to pick up our wedding marriage license. And there was a guy in front of us talking to the clerk. And and he was just like, you know, I just my I can't remember if it was his mom or his dad. But he said, you know, that my mom or dad, like they just passed away. And I, I just want to grieve their death. I, I don't want to deal with all this paperwork and do all this stuff. And and you know it, it, it is hard and like I remember the day my dad passed away and just like having to make all these decisions it's like we didn't even know what was happening and here we're like okay what do we do with his clothes and what do we do with that and sign these papers and and it, it's really hard and so after he was done he walked by us and I just patted him on the shoulder and I just said like I know how you feel and um, he stopped and like looked at us and put his hand in his pocket and took his fist out and it sounded like he had dice in his hand 
And he said this little spiel, like, I don't remember exactly everything he said now, but he was like, I believe I was sent down from heaven to spread love and positivity to people and be their protector and like said a few more things. And then he opened up his hand and there were three or four heart shaped rocks. And he said, (laughs) he said, I've been collecting these for 20 years and, and now um, I, I give these to people. So he said, pick a, pick one. And I believe like this will protect you. And I, Brent and I looked at each other and we were like, oh my God, because now three years of me seeing these strong signs, Brent does believe in that stuff because he's also like, there's no way this is a coincidence. Like all these things that have been happening since my dad passed away. So we just looked at each other in awe, like, is this really happening? (laughs) And I picked, I picked a heart rock and and I just started crying and I remember like so then and then the guy just went on his way and like went off into the abyss and disappeared (laughs) and I remember like then like walking up to the clerk you know it was our turn and I'm just like choking back tears it's like she probably thought like Brent had me hostage trying to like (laughs) forcing me to marry him or something because like I was just like in tears and I mean it's just wild so I so then it was like wow like that was our first or second day in town and like what a time for that to happen you know like it wasn't our wedding day but it was like this whole trip and that really set the tone for like he's here with us you know so that was wild and i still can't believe it and i have that rock and i brought it to the to the wedding and i we spread my dad's ashes at the start of the ceremony where we stood so he could be there uh, in physical form with us as well and um and i brought that heart-shaped rock and our photographer actually got a picture of of the rock with his ashes um without me asking and i just thought that was the sweetest thing so wow did you start working on uh like meditating and shadow work and uh different things like that after you started reading that book on buddhism or has that stuff uh started coming forward since you've been seeing a lot more signs from your dad and stuff yeah you know i i actually haven't done any shadow work yet that is something i do really want to do um but i just started learning or like first started hearing about shadow work a few years ago which like after losing my dad i definitely wasn't ready to deal with that because i was you know grieving this other really hard thing but reading the book about buddhism yeah definitely it uh the biggest thing that i started practicing from that was like just living in the moment and when things get hard take a deep breath and no I think too like at the time I was also um seeing a therapist for the first time and so I was like simultaneously learn learning things in that realm of like emotional mind versus logical mind and I think you know Buddhism is is really about that and teaching that also um so but that book didn't really go super in depth and then now it's kind of like my knowledge about this type of lifestyle has just come in other forms um and also you know i've been practicing yoga since i was 23 so that also like was is part of that journey and and then when i was living in florida that the family friend that had given me the rosary she actually introduced me to meditating so um, I was 20, 23 or 24 at that time. I started meditating. How was the the experience when you first started meditating? Like, I really struggled with it at first until I was able to figure out a way to make it work for me. Um, how did you deal with that? Yeah, that's a great, great thing you just mentioned. So I learned luckily for myself very early on that i needed guided meditation i cannot sit in silence well it's growing on me i feel like because of covid life (laughs) um being alone i've always been an extrovert but um i learned very early on that i 
I needed guided meditation and that that was okay because I would try silent meditation. And I actually, um, about five years ago, I was diagnosed by my therapist with OCD of obsessive thinking. So I tell people I'm the queen of overthinking. <laughs> uh, so I, I can't do silent meditation. Um, so I like to use apps like Headspace or YouTube. Um, where the person is guiding you to, you know, check in with the different points of your body and reminding you to breathe and how to do it. So that's that's my that's the best form of meditating that works for me. Yeah, you know, the great thing is that everybody kind of has their own thing. You know what I mean? Like, which I think is great because I always just thought it was like, you know, sitting quiet and you know that sort of thing. So. It's nice to hear how people, other people get present, you know? Yeah. And realizing, like, even just with anything in life, of there's no, like, right or wrong way to do most things. Like, you just have to find what works for you and what makes you happy and what makes you comfortable. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. So you have another business, um... Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yes. So I have actually registered the name. It's called Organically Happy. Uh, it started about, um, ooh, uh, when was it? I think it was January 2019. The fall before that, I had found out that I'm basically allergic to every single grain except for rice and cow dairy. Through years of seeing doctors, even going to the Mayo, um, I had just felt like something something was wrong with me. Um, there were like a lot of different issues I was having and I saw multiple doctors, went down to the Mayo, nobody could find what was wrong with me. And I ended up seeing a nutritionist where um, after being recommended to them through my chiropractor, crying to him one day, and I'm just like, I don't know what's wrong and nobody can figure it out. And so he said, why don't you go see this person? So I did, not having any expectations, but um, I had been, at this point, been eating uh, mostly vegetarian for about eight years. Um, so I thought, well, maybe I'm just not eating like the right mixtures of foods, because when you're eating vegetarian, you have to eat more of a lot of things. <laughs> to get the right nutrients. And so I went and saw this nutritionist and um, not knowing going in there, they actually have this test that they do where they cut out a chunk of your hair and swab saliva and they send it into a lab and they test against 300 different things, environmental things. Like, um, so out of the 300 different things, I found out that I'm nearly allergic to every single grain except for rice, a cow dairy, blue food dye and cigarette smoke. And I immediately went gluten-free that week. Um, looking back, I, I, I had a lot to learn. I thought I was eating a lot of gluten-free things and they actually weren't. So it's, it's still a journey. It's been four years. I'm still learning, but I had a lot of friends um, those first few months after learning about my sensitivities that were, were asking me questions because they were intrigued and they thought it was really interesting. I decided to start a Facebook group. Um, and I felt like this was kind of like before Facebook groups really blew up. I feel like they've really grown over the last like year or two. Um, I don't even know how I was like guided to create a Facebook group because they weren't really a thing. But somehow I just was like, oh, I just I'm going to. So I created a Facebook group. So I just so I had one place to share with instead of telling everybody the same story over and over and over again, I decided I'm going to create a group and I'm going to start talking about these posts or I mean, talking about these things in posts. And so I, I started talking about like different vegan and vegetarian things I was eating uh, and gluten free. And then I would talk about like eco friendly things um, and using essential oils and really just like this um, way that I live my life in these kind of like healthier things that I've been doing for many years and some new things and the group has has grown and people people just love it they love the things that I share and 
So I had decided last year, like, I want to turn this into a business. But now I've decided it's like, well, I don't know what that looks like because it's not. It's like, you know, we don't have to make money for every, everything that we like. Right. So like. But it's just that entrepreneur mindset coming in. <laughs> so but I, I, I think because it's like I don't I don't really. I want it just to be like a safe open space for people to come. So I think as a business wise, I think how I would make income is really maybe just like affiliate links and things like that. But um, the main thing that I want to focus on is the blog portion of it and sharing these stories because my Facebook posts are getting too long, like where people aren't, aren't going to read a five paragraph post. So that's why I want to move that into blogging and sharing like the things that you and I are talking about today and sharing these different things that I've gone through and and different things that I've learned about life and that where the business name or the name comes from organically happy is like finding how to be organically happy like finding how to find just like true authentic happiness and and helping helping people do that and i've been helping people do that for many many years just naturally and like that transforms into my graphic design business also of i that's what my business name haven 33 means is is helping people find themselves yeah i really like what you're doing you got a great thing going so do you mind telling everybody where they can find you on the old internets yeah, so my graphic design business is Haven 33 Creative, and that's my website, the .com. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram. And Organically Happy is currently a private Facebook group, and Living Organically Happy is on Instagram. And the website will be organicallyhappy.com. But uh, it's still in the de design phase right now. We definitely need to get you back. Hopefully you can kind of update us on what's been going on with the business and all that. And uh, it's lovely talking to you. And uh, please come on back. Thank you. I would love that. And I would just like to say thank you so much for sharing and telling us your story. And uh, we look forward to the next time. Thank you. Thank you. And I wanted to thank Melissa one more time for coming on and sharing some time with us. And I want to thank you guys for sticking around if you're here this long and supporting the podcast. It means the world to me. And we will talk to you in the next one. Thank you.